Welcome to Curve Beam Connect. Listen in monthly as we talk with doctors and experts in the field discussing innovations and insights into orthopedic imaging. Welcome to the Curve Beam Podcast. I'm your host, Vinti Singh, Director of Marketing at Curve Beam. Thanks for joining us this episode as we continue to explore how our solutions are changing medicine. Today's guest is Professor Dr. Martinez Richter, and he is the department head of the foot and ankle orthopedic surgery section at Hospital Rummelsburg in Rummelsburg, Germany. Dr. Richter is a founding member and current president of the Weight-Bearing CT Society, an international organization of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons, radiologists, and engineers who are all interested in using weight-bearing CT to better understand the biomechanical nature of the foot and ankle. He is a past president of several societies, including IFAS, EFAS, and DAF, He has published several studies in orthopedic journals, many of which look at how technology can be incorporated into foot and ankle orthopedics. His most recent study is titled Results of More Than 11,000 Scans with Weight-Bearing CT, Impact on Costs, Radiation Exposure, and Procedure Time. It appears in the June 2019 issue of the Journal of Foot and Ankle Surgery. Dr. Richter, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Good evening. Uh, it's a really great to have you here today. So the study, uh, which was just released, it looks at the economic side of performing 11,000 weight-bearing CT scans on almost 5,000 patients. It's the first of its kind in that it looks at the economic side of this technology rather than uh, the scientific side of, of foot and ankle measurements. Why did you decide to delve into the economic aspect of this technology? Um, When we uh, started with this new technology, as in other um, foot and ankle centers, we are very interested in the technological um, um, procedure as such. And um, we looked into the advantages or disadvantages in comparison with standard X-ray or with uh, standard conventional CT. And all the studies that were uh, done in the first uh, four or five years were focused on the technology as such. So uh, everybody was looking in how how precise is it? What about uh, the visualization? Uh, How about comparison with radiographs or with uh, conventional CT? And um, then it came out, I would say the first hundred uh, studies that were published were all dealing with uh, accuracy, especially. And it was proven quite um, fast that the weight bearing CT is more accurate and allows for better, better visualization than uh, conventional X-rays and also than conventional CT. And um, then um, by this time we used the device in our um, institution for more than five years and after everybody has proven the the accuracy and the benefit in visualization um, we were interested in uh, other um, issues as for example radiation uh, dose or uh, procedure time also cost 
and also the profit for the institution and also the cost um, for the patient. And this was the idea then to analyze all the cases um, with these three main parameters, as you mentioned before, costs, uh, radiation exposure and procedure time. And so you found that by implementing weight-bearing CT, there was an increase in profits of 51 euros per patient. Can you explain why there was that profit increase, how you calculated that? So the, the profit is depending on the local situation. So it can be, and it, it is different from country to country, from continent to continent, and even from institution to institution. And uh, we analyzed the, the situation in our institution. And the situation in our institution is uh, quite similar, but not completely similar to other institutions. So the situation before we had, uh, we, before we acquired the weight-bearing CT was that we had a, a, a conventional CT. This was installed already. And we had, of course, conventional radiographs, uh, radiographic devices installed already. So uh, we had this at the time when we got the weight-bearing CT, they were there already. So, so no cost for us to have a conventional CT device or a radiograph device, a radiographic device, because the um, devices were installed. So we, then we, we said, okay, we bought the weight-bearing CT, so this is cost. And we calculated the cost for the weight-bearing CT device, but again, not for the uh, radiology, uh, um, radiographic device and the weight, uh, conventional CT device. And then we also analyzed the, the running cost. So the cost of operation and the cost for operation is a little bit cost for maintenance, for example, for software update and uh, maybe electricity. But, but um, mainly it's the, the cost of the image acquisition time because the image acquisition is done by radiology technicians and they need time to position the patient, to adjust the device, to acquire the images, to um, uh, produce the images or forward them to the, to the PAX system. And uh, this, was, this is in, uh, the main cost factor. So we analyzed the, the, this cost factor, so the time spent for image acquisition and therefore, we analyzed the time for the image acquisition in an earlier study, which is different between conventional CT, conventional radiographs, and uh, weight-bearing CT. So the, the, the fastest or the, 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 the least time spent is with weight-bearing CT, followed by conventional CT, and by far the most time spent um, is created by conventional radiographs. And then we calculated the, the cost for the employees and uh, we calculated the cost for the maintenance of the devices and for the weight-bearing CT, also the cost of the device. So we took the cost of the device and then we said, okay, the running time would be five years. And we, we, we just divided the cost through five years and said, okay, the, the, the device is that amount. And every year it's 20% of this amount that we have as cost. And then we added all the cost. And then we found out that we have um, higher cost. Uh, we had higher cost with uh, radiographs um, with optional um, conventional CT than uh, compared with the weight-bearing CT. And uh, this is possible because the weight-bearing CT image acquisition is so much faster that um, the, the, the cost saving for um, the radiology technician time is much more than the extra cost of the device. 
And why is there such a dramatic difference in the time that it takes for a radiographic exam versus a CT or weight-bearing CT exam? That's uh, be- because, mainly because of positioning of the patient. So the, the, the time to take an X-ray, it takes only hundreds of a second. It's like, like a photograph. It's very fast. And, and the time to take a CT as such also takes only one minute. And the time for a weight-bearing CT, depending on the devices, I would say that the time of the image acquisition is also around one minute. But the advantage of the weight-bearing CT is that the positioning of the patient is so much faster. The patient is walking into the device, the patient is standing there, and that's it. Uh, Compared with a conventional CT, the patient must lay down on the CT, the patient must move in in the CT, this takes time. And the most uh, uh, time consumption is with conventional radiographs, especially if you take, uh, for example, dorsal plantar and lateral views, because you must position the patient, take the first image, reposition the patient, take the next image, reposition the patient, take the next image. And that uh, is by far the most time consumption. So in, in our study, we, we analyzed in an earlier study the time spent for a weight-bearing CT bilateral with 207 seconds for the CT with 415 seconds and for the conventional radiograph series with 902 seconds. So uh, again, the weight-bearing CT is by far the fastest, followed by the CT, which takes double time, followed by radiographs, which takes, again, more than double time of the conventional CT. So this is then more than four times more time-consuming than a a weight-bearing CT. That's really interesting. And for anyone who may not have actually read the study, I want to clarify that what you're comparing is weight-bearing CT versus the combination of radiograph and traditional CT, not weight-bearing CT versus radiograph versus CT, but the the second pathway you're looking at is that combination of radiograph and CT. And what would be another interesting study would be not the operator time, but the patient time, because then you would see a, a huge, a dramatic difference between the time for weight-bearing CT and radiograph plus CT because it can often be days in between getting the radiograph and then getting that follow-up CT. Now, that's absolutely true, and uh, this depends also on the uh, local situation. So, uh, for example, when you run a weight-bearing CT in your own office, you, you can just say, I want a weight-bearing CT in this patient and I can do it. When you run standard radiograph uh, device in your, in your institution, you can also do the same. This is um, normally available all the time, 24 uh, hours, seven days a week. But with a CT, it's a little bit more difficult because this is typically not run by uh, surgeons. It is run by um, uh, radiologists. And there, as you said, it can take a little bit longer. So in our institution, it takes not longer than a day to get a CT. Um, normally, we have it the same day. But this is quite unusual because uh, in, in other institutions and especially in other countries sometimes you have even to ask the insurance company if you are allowed to do a ct at all and then uh, the approval can take days or even weeks until you get the ct so the 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 um time uh, the 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 the, the, i must say it again so um it's also a, a a very uh, important advantage when the weight-bearing CT is installed in the 
food and ankle surgeons institution or um, close by with, with a radiologist. And then uh, it's uh, available much faster for the patient. So it's not only the scanning time, it's also the time until the patient gets the scan. That's, that's very true. Uh, thanks for explaining that in a little bit more detail. So you mentioned insurance reimbursement, and in your study, you did compare insurance reimbursement for weight-bearing CT to payments that um, an institution could receive for a combination of radiograph and CT. Could you talk a little bit about what you found there? Yeah, that's also very special in, in our institution and also in our country, um, in which currently you cannot charge patients with so-called public insurance for uh, weight-bearing CT. Um, in Germany, um, in West Germany, around 80% have public insurance. In East Germany, so former East Germany, uh, more than 90%. So we have between 5 and 20% private patients. So it, that's patients that have a private insurance. And the private insurances, they, they pay uh, around 300 euro uh, for a weight-bearing CT. And this was the only profit we acquired over the last years. So in private insurance patients or in self-payers, self-payers are, for example, patients from other countries that come to our institution or patients that are, have a public insurance and they still want to have a weight-bearing CT, so they pay it out of their pocket. And uh, the only income we had or the only reimbursement we had from the, uh, from the private um, insurance patients and the, the, the percentage of the private patients in our institution is uh, around 20%. And as you said before, so we did uh, scans now in more than 5,000 patients. And when you have a, a private insurance um, uh, percentage of 20%, it's around 1,000 patients in which we could charge um, for the weight-bearing CT. Uh, in other institutions, it can be different. Uh, they can, for example, uh, charge not for the 3D imaging, but for radiographs. And as you know, um, you can also um, produce uh, radiographs or two-dimensional images from the weight-bearing CT. And this is also su sufficient to charge the insurances and then even public insurances for radiographs. So you, you obtain a weight-bearing CT, but then you produce radiographs, virtual radiographs, and you can also print them out. And then you can get reimbursement for the radiographs. And the reimbursement for a radiograph in two planes, for example, feet, dorsal, plantar, and lateral, in Germany from the public insurance would be um, 30 euro per image. And you can produce more images because you can uh, produce several planes. So I think with a public insurance institution, you can also, um, um, you can also uh, go uh, calculate with a reimbursement of around 100 euro per patient. And uh, when you then calculate the cost and uh, the, the scanning reimbursement, I think uh, in Germany, uh, where we analyzed it, the break-even would be with two patients with private insurance or with um, five patients with public insurance that you can uh, uh, charge for per week. So again, it's only five patients per week or uh, two uh, from with public insurance or two patients with uh, uh, private insurance in Germany, in our, um, um, in our environment here, to uh, uh, refinance uh, the weight-bearing CT device. So that's also quite interesting because many people think, oh, it's so expensive and they have radiographs and they have CT and I can't afford it and I must scan thousands of patients to, to, to refinance it. 
And that's uh, mostly not true. It's quite interesting. Another important issue is that the cost. So for the institution, as uh, for for example, one of our one of the reviewers said um, when we uh, uh, submitted the article, he said, "Okay, very nice. Uh, you have now um, more reimbursement, and you have a profit for the institution, but the patient must pay it." And this, that's it's, it's true. When you are a self-payer, you must pay out of your pocket 300 euros. And so what do you get for it? And the same for the insurance. What do you get for it? Uh, the insurance pays 300 euro. And do they get anything? Uh, before, they paid only uh, 30 euro for x-rays. And I think then uh, it comes in that, that the, the, the very good visualization and the better um, analysis of the bone position will probably pay off and uh, decrease also the cost for the insurance because we probably have a better outcome when we uh, can better analyze the pathology of the patient and also for the patient. So maybe the patient that does not pay for the weight-bearing CT, he pays in another institution for a surgery, also self-payer, which is probably maybe not the correct surgery because it was not analyzed well. And then later on, he must pay again. And the same for the institution. So these cost factors are very difficult to analyze because we don't know exactly uh, what is the cost of the uh, entire patient care, including the weight-bearing CT. But this is another issue. And uh, we try also to analyze this. But this is much more difficult because to calculate the entire um, patient cost or the entire patient treatment cost of which only one small part is the, the, the radiographic imaging um, is very difficult. That's a very good point. It, it would be difficult to set up a study to measure the exact cost and the exact benefits to the entire public health system as a whole. Uh, but just using common sense, uh, we can extrapolate that there definitely would be some, um, and maybe future studies can look at specific aspects of the overall uh, population health benefit um, of this type of treatment plan or treatment pathway. Um, you, in your study, you also compared radiation dose for the two imaging pathways. And can you talk about your findings there? So we analyzed again um, and compared two groups. And to, to clarify again, the group one was before we had the weight-bearing CT in our institution. And in this group, we acquired uh, radiographs in all patients. And then in patients in which we said, okay, we need three-dimensional imaging, we acquired additionally a CT. So the radiation dose is 100% um, radiographs for all patients and around 25% CTs. And the CT uh, percentage of 25% is very high. And uh, this is also debatable because maybe in other institutions when they deal mainly with the forefoot, uh, pathologies, they would maybe have a CT a percentage at, in addition to standard radiographs of maybe 1% or even less. So our situation is a little bit special because we uh, treat um, complex cases and therefore the percentage for CT was 25%. And in the second group, we had no radiographs and no CT, but only uh, weight-bearing CT. And that's the reason why we had uh, for both groups in total a lower radiation dose in the weight-bearing CT group because the weight-bearing CT dose is only 10% of the CT dose. But yes, the weight-bearing CT dose is higher than for standard radiographs. So if you compare only radiographs versus weight-bearing CT, you would have an increase. 
if you would compare only CT, whereas weight-bearing CT, we would have a, a decrease by 90%. And with this combination, we had a decrease by 10%. It's not much to decrease the radiation dose by 10%, but everybody suspected that we have a, a, a massive increase of radiation dose when we move from standard radiographs and CT to the weight-bearing CT. Right. So that is counter to what might be uh, what might be the perception um, that y- utilizing weight-bearing CT um, as opposed to X-ray and additional advanced diagnostic imaging studies that might be required as a result of that X-ray being su- insufficient, that total amount will actually surpass doing a extremity CT the first time. Um, so. It sounds like your institution in a lot of ways is pretty forward thinking. Um, you you know, the fact that they invested in a weight-bearing CT were, were one of the first institutions in the world to actually invest in a system and some of the other things that you're describing um, that you mentioned might not be the norm in, in other countries or other parts of the world. Uh, but still, even with that... Um, being the case, can you did you have any institutional challenges that you had to face after you got your weight bearing CT system when you attempted to change the standard workflow of radiograph and possibly a traditional CT to a weight bearing CT for every single patient? Yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, we had challenges to to get the device at all because I'm not the owner of the hospital. It's uh, the hospital belongs to a to a chain of hospitals that belongs to a private company. So it's not a, um, a public hospital, it's a hospital owned by a private company. And um, the CEO of the hospital uh, said, okay, how much is it? And I told him the amount and then he said, well, it's quite expensive. What about the reimbursement? And at that time we didn't know that we get reimbursement at all. I said, okay, there's no reimbursement. And then he said, okay, and why do you need it? And then I explained to him that I think it's it's better for the imaging, better for the patient, probably faster for the usage, but nobody knew that. And so uh, then we decided we can buy it, but only because our department was quite uh, had a, quite a high profit before, so we could re, uh, reinvest this money. And then later on, it came out that we can charge the at least the private patients. And now uh, in in our environment, it came out that you can also can charge the, the public patients. This was uh, very important. And then when we had the device, uh, I, I started the whole department um, one year ago. And when I started the whole department, though there was no foot and ankle department in the entire hospital, I instructed the radiology technicians how to acquire a correct um, a conventional radiographs. And then I told them, okay, you must do this, you must do this and this and this and this. And we trained it and it was very difficult for them because, because before they didn't do any weight-bearing radiographs. And then when, I, when, I, when the, the weight-bearing CT was installed, then the, the head of the, technology, of the radiology technicians came to me and she said, oh, what, what, what have you here now? It looks so complex and we have done so much now and we don't want to do any more work and we don't want it and um, we don't want in something new. Please leave us alone and so on. Then I said, okay, as I always do, yes, you can you can um, say what you want. We will do it anyhow. And then uh, everything was installed. And then they learned how easy it is that they just position the patient, they push a button, and for them it's much less work. And the same radiology technician head came uh, after two months to me and said, oh, this is much better. This is much better for us. We can have better standardization, much less time consumption. It works stable, no problems no difficulties and thank you very much that you installed it here 
And um, we also decreased the, the, the time spent for the whole department for the virology technicians very far because in the whole uh, radiology department, the foot and ankle, um, the percentage of foot and ankle patients is around 30%. So when you decrease the time spent of 30% of the patients by um, uh, 75%, as our studies has, uh, our study has shown, that's a really a, a very big relief for them. And they have then time to do other things. But they were really, so the institution as such was very happy. First of all, the radiology um, technicians, because they had less work. And then the CEO was also happy because after a short time, after a year or so, we also um, produced reimbursement. And by the way, after five years, we pr produced much more reimbursement than the cost of the device was. So it was a profit uh, time-wise and uh, money-wise for the hospital and also for the virology technicians and finally also for the patients because I, I, I'm a strong believer that we um, improve the patient care also just because we have better imaging. It's not only time spent and radiation exposure, but it's also um, the accuracy of diagnosis, which is the basis for the best treatment. So now that the study is published, what do you plan to investigate next or what might even already be underway? So we, are, we have many ideas. And uh, for the, the, the first part is always the technology. So I have still, I would say, the first... Um, the first um, uh, generation device, for example, scanning time is more than 60 seconds. There are newer devices that are faster. There are newer devices that scan not only the foot, but also the knee, maybe the entire leg, maybe the entire body. And I'm looking, first of all, in the technolo technological challenges. So we were also the first institution that also did a pressure and force measurement under the foot sole during the scan. And all this was static. So I'm really interested. And I also discussed with all the companies and also with your company, um, I would be really interested in a dynamic measurement. So not just static and standing position, but dynamic. Everybody says it's not possible now, but uh, weight-bearing CT was also not possible a couple of years ago, and it will be possible in the future. So for example, dynamic measurement in combination with gait analysis and uh, also in combination with uh, um, uh, with um, scanning of not only the foot and ankle, but also the entire leg or maybe the entire body. This is the first. And then, um, as I just said, I'm also looking in the economic uh, issues, but not to show how much money you can earn with it, then uh, more to show, especially the um, healthcare providers, especially the insurances, to show them that it's not a, a, a cost, uh, more than benefit to show them that it's more benefit than cost because the main cost of the patient is not a weight-bearing CT scan the main cost is a bad outcome and when we can show finally that we can um, decrease the percentage of bad outcome with just a three-dimensional imaging this would be a lot of cost saving also for the for the uh, health insurances and that would be worth it I'm not sure how to do it uh, I'm not. I'm sure that we can't do it alone. So that's the reason why we work together with the colleagues, especially in the International Weight Bearing CT Society. And uh, it's a very interesting time because we have almost every day um, a, a new idea of what to do, and we have so many um, uh, colleagues around the world that are in in the group in the Weight Bearing CT Society, and we do a lot of um, multi-center uh, studies, which is also very interesting. 
And uh, we also work on other uh, technical issues, like for example, automatic measurement um, for within the 3D um, environment. And uh, it's it's very interesting times. And when I overlook the last five years, it's it's really very very um, uh, surprising how much efforts uh, were made within only five years compared compared with other technologies. It's it's definitely an exciting time uh, for the specialty and for the technology. Um, if anyone is listening to this podcast and they're interested in connecting with you, what is the best way that they can reach out to you? Well, the easiest way is to type in my name in Google, and then they will find several links to my institution. And the um, uh, easiest to go in contact with me is by uh, email um, directly with me, or you can also look at our institution, uh, what uh, is um, posted there. We have all also all the um, all the um, material that we have done in our studies posted there, also video. And the, the by far the best way would go would be to go to the um, um, website of the International Weight Bearing CT Society, um, which is um, wbctsociety.org, and there you find all the studies that we have done in the entire group, and also links to the companies, like for example for to Curvebeam and also to the other companies, links to our um, to our congresses and links to our um, meetings that we have and also links to our publications not only from our institution but also from the entire institution and finally what is also a very uh, interesting issue for the new users the upcoming users or the ones that want are interested in it that the weight bearing city society is uh, writing a book about the technology um, also with hands-on um, with clinical cases also with a scientific background and I think this will appear um, by the end of this year or beginning of uh, 2020. Thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast. We hope to have you on again for a future episode to talk about uh, maybe once the book is published or when some more studies have been done. Uh, it, it definitely always an, uh, always a fascinating talk whenever uh, we hear what you're working on. So thanks again. Thank you very much, Wendy. It was a pleasure. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. Bye-bye.